talk about oxygenation. So the purpose of this episode is to learn different O2 delivery methods and signs and symptoms of hypoxia and respiratory distress. So the, this is a little pulmonary system review. The airway, it moistens air, warms the air, and filters the air. And it consists of the nasal passages, mouth, pharynx, trachea, bronchi, and bronchioles. So there's the upper and the lower airway. Um, and I hope you can figure out which is which. <laughs> Ventilation. Ventilation is just a movement of air into and out of the lungs. But respiration is the exchange of oxygen and carbon dioxide. Um, so factors that affect ventilation, um, respiratory rate and depth, hyperventilation that um, removes too much carbon dioxide, hypoventilation doesn't move enough air, and lung elasticity, so overstretch with emphys- emphysmia and <laughs> ah, another word I don't know how to say. Emphysema. Sure. Or then loss of elastic recoil. So lung compliance. So ease of inflation. And then airway resistance um, is the resistance to airflow within the airways. The larger the diameter of the airway, the more easily air moves through it. So there are different respiratory viruses that infect particular parts of the upper and lower respiratory tracts. So just be aware of that. Um, So when it comes to assessing oxygenation status, we use a pulse oximetry device, or in other words, pulse ox. Um, This is a non-invasive estimate of arterial blood oxygen saturation, so that's shortened to SAO2. So that reflects the percentage of hemoglobin molecules carrying oxygen. The normal value is 95 to 100%. Less than 94% is considered abnormal in healthy people and should be investigated to determine the cause. Um, Some people could just be living at that, but not typically normal. Pulse oximetry works by measuring light absorption by hemoglobin in the circulating red blood cells. Um, Fascinating. (laughs) Every time I look at it, I'm like, how the heck does that work? (laughs) But yeah. So um, using inspection, palpitation, percussion, and auscultation. Um, that's part of like physical examination. So to assess someone, um, ABCs, airway, breathing, circulation, um, and also just knowing has this happened before, so their history. Um, so interventions for optimal oxygenation. They differ in the amount of oxygen they can deliver and the degree to which they enclose the patient. So low flow devices 
are the nasal cannula, simple face masks, and rebreather masks. And high flow devices include venturi masks, aerosol face masks, face tents, and tracheostomy collars, um, all capable of reaching up to 100% oxygen concentration. Found a hair on my shirt. Okay. So what type of O2 device will you use? It is often up to the nurse to decide. So that is your call. But we're gonna go over the different devices, how much they um, deliver and how they're used. So the nasal cannula, this is a low flow device, remember? So the range is one to six liters per minute. So one to two liters per minute will deliver 24 to 28%, um, I was gonna say degrees, <laughs> 24 to 28% oxygen. Three to five liters per minute is 32 to 40%, and then six liters per minute is 44%. So there is a high-flow nasal cannula, but nurses don't typically place them as they need to be monitored by a respiratory therapist or an RT. So a simple face mask, also low-flow device, its range is from 5 to 10 liters per minute, and um, it delivers 40 to 60 percent O2. Um, So that is just the simple kind of normal looking face mask that you know goes around the nose and wraps around under the chin um, has some exhalation ports and a strap um i guess i should describe the nasal cannula that's the one with the two like prong thingies that like go into the nostrils it's just a little tube that wraps around your ears um so yeah on to the non-rebreather Um, This delivers about 80 to 95% O2 and um, has 10 to 15 liters per minute, delivers that much. (laughs) Um, So you have to fill the reservoir bag before placing it on the patient. So first, very first thing you do if you're using a non-rebreather is fill the bag with air, oxygen oxygen. (laughs) One-way valves on the mask prevents exhaled exhaled air from re-entering the O2 reservoir. Um, A partial rebreather delivers about 50 to 75% O2 and um, can deliver 8 to 11 liters per minute. Also, fill the reservoir bag first before placing it on the patient. It won't work if you don't. (laughs) So two-way valves on the mask allow some exhaled um, carbon dioxide into the reservoir. Um, Venturi. We're not going to go over that. It has a big X through it, so don't worry about it. (laughs) Um, So really quick, just a little quiz. How much does a nasal cannula, what's the flow flow rate for a nasal cannula. One to six liters per minute. Very good. <laughs> um, the How much oxygen it delivers, 
ranges from 21% to 44%. Simple oxygen mask, what's the flow rate? 6 to 10 liters per minute. And no, that's not right. It's 5. It's 5 to 10. This chart is wrong. <laughs> Simple oxygen mask, 5 to 10 liters per minute. Um, and a non-rebreather is um, 10 to 15. Okay, so an oxy mask. So this mask is sick. It's so cool. It's like the mask that it looks like a simple mask, but it's got holes in it, big holes. And the way that it's built like circulates the air to like go into your mouth and nose but but you can like use straw and like eat little things through it like so cool um and that one the um flow rate this slide doesn't have it so let me just look it up real quick before I tell you any false information but mask flow rate okay yeah it delivers okay I was right see I need to be more confident in myself jeez be confident in yourself guys okay 1 liter to 15 liters per minute so 1 to 15 this has a huge range um so I had the question of like so if it delivers like if the flow rate is 1 to 15, why don't we just use that all the time? Because um, then you don't have to, like, switch the mask or, you know, move it to a different one if you need a greater flow rate. And really, um, it's just, it is a bit more invasive. It's less invasive than um, a simple mask, but it's more invasive than a nasal cannula. So just, you know, keep that in mind. Um, so there is an oxygen concentrator that um, has up to 5 liters, may go up to 10 liters on some machines, but it comes with a humidifier um, that should be filled with distilled water, and the tubing connects to the humidifier, it has adjustable O2 levels, and it is pretty noisy. There are also portable O2 cylinders, those big like honking metal cylinders, um, as well as regulators, and, um, I'm, I believe the flow rate for that is, I mean, it depends on the size, but the one that I was using, like, the standard size, it was, like, one to six, um, and then a tracheostomy, I would hate to get trache, trache, but a tracheostomy is a medical procedure, so it's either temporary or permanent, um, it involves creating an opening in the neck in order to place a tube into the person's windpipe. And the tube is inserted through a cut in the neck below the vocal cords. And this allows air to enter the lungs. So, um, the opening is called the stoma. But uh, there's another thing called an endotracheal tube. And this is a flexible plastic tube that is placed through the mouth into the trachea to help a patient breathe. 
and the endotracheal tube is then connected to a ventilator, which delivers oxygen to the lungs. Um, the process of inserting the tube is called endotracheal intubation. So, some suction equipment. A yanker. <laughs> uh, a yanker suction. And then a suctioning tubing, suction tubing and canister. So when providing oxygen, um, choose according to the doctor's order or parameters given. Um, it's important to know what device is appropriate for the type of O2 delivery. You want to keep the stats typically above 95%, um, the O2 stats. So what does respiratory distress look like? Nasal flaring, retractions, grunting, body position, if they're like kind of hunched over and like clutching their chest, um, conversational dyspnea, diminished or absent breath sounds, and hyperventilation. So what does hypoxemia look like? Agitation, anxiety, pallor or cyanosis, diaphoresis, confusion, dizziness, headache. There's a bug on my computer. Gross. Okay. Um, tachycardia, tachypnea, changes in blood pressure, nausea and vomiting, euphoria, and ALOC. I'm not sure what that means. So, what do you do? You assess your patient quickly, place O2 on them, notify someone, and then get an order, and then document it and monitor the patient. Um, so, that is all for respiratory. Good luck! Take a deep breath. <laughs>